Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. taking a close look at the Acts of the Apostles and applying them to our situation today, Colin. You're reading from The Truth, which is uh, your new version of the New Testament. And uh, we ask, we're asking the question, why did Peter use those verses from Joel that we read in Acts chapter 2 after the Holy Spirit came and filled those 12 disciples um, in that dramatic way? Right, well now, let's let's see what is said in this prophecy. First of all, uh, in the prophecy from Joel, it reads, In the last days I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Now, what that means is the Spirit of God is now going to be made available to all. It doesn't mean that all will receive the Holy Spirit. But this event that is happening uh, to these 120 that had been praying together Uh, they realized immediately that this that was happening was not for them alone, that this is what God had intended to happen for all believers. Whether Jew or Gentile? Well, yes. I mean, they would come in due course to understand that. They weren't thinking in those terms at first. In the early years of the church, they were still very much focused on the Jewish community. Um, It was some years later before Peter went to the house of Cornelius. I mean, that was probably seven, ten years after this event. So they were still very much plugged into uh, seeing the church spread among the Jewish community in the very early years of the church. But um, uh, what they perceived was that the spirit that had come upon them was to come upon all believers. Then it says, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will be given visions, and your old men dreams. I constantly remind those that are working with me that I still get visions. (laughs) So I'm still a young man in Scripture, not yet an old man. Um, uh, So there will be manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Uh, We often use the word gift, but actually what the Scripture speaks of are the things or the manifestations, the outworkings of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the Spirit, the, the next point that is made in this prophecy, in those days I will pour out my Spirit on my servants, both men and women. Now that is significant because you see in Judaism all the emphasis was on the men, not the women. It was the men who went to synagogue. The women didn't have to go, and if they did, they were off in a sort of side area on their own. They never participated in the main part of the service. So it is significant that this is for all believers, male or female. And, of course, this is in the Jewish scriptures, this prophecy. And the outworking of this is that they will prophesy. Now, that does not mean they would just have you know, nice little words of prophecy. But to prophesy is to have the ability to speak out to others what is on God's heart. So it's like saying all those who receive the Spirit are going to have access to the heart of God, to know what is on the heart of God, and will be able, through the power and the gifting of the Holy Spirit, will be able to speak that out and impart 
those words of truth to others. Then it says, I would demonstrate wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood, fire, and clouds of smoke. The light of the sun will disappear and the moon will look like the color of blood before the great and glorious day when the Lord comes. Now, what's all that about? Because we don't see all those kind of things happening, even though we are living 2,000 years after this event of Pentecost. Well, this is what is going to happen when Jesus comes again. So what is being said through this prophecy is the reason for the Spirit being poured out upon all believers, men and women, is to prepare the way for the coming again of the Lord. That um, we don't receive the Spirit just for our own edification, for our own benefit, or so that we can claim you know, we've been filled with the Spirit or that we can speak in tongues or prophesy or perform miracles or anything. That God imparts the Holy Spirit to those who are his people in order that they may fulfill God's plan and purpose in their lives to prepare for the coming again of Jesus. And remember, when Peter is quoting this, Jesus has only just returned to heaven, only a few days before. So uh, he's quoting this scripture because what they are beginning to understand is that the reason why God uh, is is pouring out his spirit is really because now there is a completely new phase in the purpose of God. The Old Testament has come to an end. The New Testament has begun. The new, the time, if you like, of the new covenant has now been inaugurated. And the purpose of that is to prepare for the next phase of God's plan and purpose in creation, which will be fulfilled when Jesus comes again. Very interesting, because do you think they were expecting Jesus to come again quite quickly? I mean, as you mentioned, it's 2,000 years. Well, um, I I think they they didn't know. And you can look at some scriptures and say, yes, they were expecting it very soon. And, And often people say that. But there are other things that in scripture which make it pretty clear that they knew he wasn't going to come again immediately, that a whole series of things had to happen. After all, the commission that they were given was to go into all the nations um, uh, to make disciples of all nations. Well, uh, clearly, that was going to take a a period of time before Jesus would come again. So, you know, there are scriptures that suggest that that he was going to come soon. Uh, But there are other scriptures which make it obvious that he wasn't. I think the important thing for us to understand is they lived with this sense of of the imminence of God's coming. And that is the way that we're told in Scripture we should all live. We should expect Jesus to come at any moment so that if he came today, we would be ready. In our hearts, we would be in right relationship with God. There wouldn't be, you know, there, there, there wouldn't be any problems for us. Uh, and we're actually told to pray, come, Lord Jesus. We're sort of to pray the coming of the Lord. Now, you know, how many Christians really do that? Uh, I think most want to sort of live as long as possible on earth and then, you know, uh, then they can go and enjoy heaven. But but uh, everything that we do in obedience to the Lord uh, in our lives now as believers is a preparation for the coming again of Jesus. And nobody knows when that will be. And so never listen to anybody who thinks he does, because Jesus made it very clear that not even he knew, only the Father knew. 
and the Father in his plan knows when Jesus will come again. We're to live with a sense that that could happen any moment. We're to live in such relationship with him that we wouldn't be found wanting if he did come. Jesus taught a lot of parables about this, about people being ready, you know, the foolish virgins and the wise virgins and, and so on. Uh, so we need to be wise people. We need to be ready uh, for Jesus. We need to be praying for him to come again. But at the same time, we need therefore to be working with all our might to see a great harvest of souls come into the kingdom before he comes again. Because when he does come again, there'll be no further opportunity for people to repent and become part of his kingdom. So it's very healthy for us to continually think that Jesus could come today, tonight, tomorrow. That's a, that's a very good attitude to carry. Absolutely, yes. And uh, then uh, in the last part of this prophecy that um, Peter quotes is in, in verse 21 in Acts 2, all who call on the Lord's name will be saved. Now, to be saved in Scripture is to be made acceptable to God, made holy in his sight, so that you walk in holiness and righteousness, in unity and love, in power and in faith with him. That's what it means to be saved. It is not just to make some kind of act of commitment to Jesus. The old has gone, the new has come, a person becomes a new creation, adopts an entirely new lifestyle, lives as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. That's what it really means to be saved. In other words, uh, the person becomes a son of God, led by the Spirit of God. Paul says all those, uh, all the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. So we become the children of God, led by the Spirit of God, filled with the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit to fulfill the plan and purpose of God. And what we constantly have to remember is his plan is not that we go to church and have services and just say our prayers and do a little bit of good work here and there. We are all, all who are born again, all who have received the power of God's Spirit, who are baptized in the Spirit, we, we are all part of God's plan and purpose to prepare the way for Jesus to come again. Uh, this, this is our reason for living. This is, this is first and foremost why we God has called us and made us his beloved children. And we all have a part to play in that. And it's, it's important that every Christian discovers what his part is in that sort of grand purpose that God has. So then Peter says to the crowd, listen to this, people of Israel. God demonstrated who Jesus of Nazareth was by miracles, wonders, and signs he performed through him. You are well aware of these things. Yet God allowed this man to be handed over to you because this was his preordained purpose. And you, with the help of sinful men, had him put to death by crucifixion. But God freed him from the barrier of death and raised him back to life. It was impossible for death to keep him in its grip. Now, you see, immediately, Peter is preaching in the power of the Holy Spirit. So what does he do? The Holy Spirit puts the focus on Jesus. The Holy Spirit puts the focus on what Jesus has done, on what he has accomplished, and actually what um, the outcome of his crucifixion is. So right away, it is obvious that all those that are going to be saved will only be saved because they put their faith in what Jesus Christ has done, crucified and risen from the dead. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 